Hello, family and friends. Welcome to the first episode of Learning Religion with Jay. In this episode, I will be telling you all information about the conversion of Islam within U.S. prisons, featuring an exclusive personal testimonial. Stay tuned. The conversion of Islam within U.S. prisons has become quite popular over the last few years. According to the clarionproject.org, an estimated 40,000 inmates have converted to Islam every year. Islam has been considered the fastest growing religion in U.S. prisons, where the population is 18% Muslim compared to 1% for the general population and 80% of all prison religious conversions are to Islam. I, too, also have a friend named Naeem that is currently incarcerated, and he, too, recently converted to Islam in prison. And I know that he's not the only one. He is just one out of 40,000 inmates that convert to Islam every year. I have never seen such an increase in followers within a religion so much like I do in Islam. And I wanted to know why. I found three core principles that could answer why prison inmates convert to Islam, and those are peace, brotherly love, and spiritual guidance. These are what most inmates seek during their time in prison. At times, most inmates have sought these things in alternative directions. You know, some have joined gangs, you know, and, you know, some bloods, crips, whatever, and other violent organizations that have only led to nothing but destruction. Most inmates convert to Islam because they see Islam as something greater than themselves, something that is beyond their circumstance. In this podcast, I will uncover the common principles that aid to the conversion of Islam. The principles that I mentioned before, which are love, peace, brotherhood, and spiritual guidance. Now, I do want to say that, you know, these are not the the traditional orthodox principles, but these are the principles that I found uh, common between Naeem's testimony and within my research that I've conducted. These principles have not only helped them and my friend Naeem during their incarceration, but these Islamic principles have embarked a journey that guides them and gets them ready for post-incarceration. Therefore, listen along at how I unpack the importance of Islam, how these Islamic principles help inmates cope with incarceration, and why inmates convert to Islam within prison. As I mentioned before, my friend Naeem is currently incarcerated, okay? Um, In the beginning of 2017, Naeem was uh, sent to prison for murder. Uh, he was affiliated with gangs. Um, he was he had classified himself as blessed as a blood, and he the he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm gonna just put it like that. Uh, come to find out, uh, he was set up by specific gang members, and basically Naeem just ended up defending himself, and it definitely was not a good situation. Um, currently he is serving a 25 year sentence at Jenkins correctional facility facility in Millen, Georgia. Uh, now Naeem has, he has a background of, uh, violence. I would say he, even though he, he's a good, he's a good person. He's a good, good kid, but some of his decisions were not the best. I'll just say it like that. Um, and he has been in and out of uh, jail, you know, and 
it just took this last time where he ended up getting a longer sentence than what he did before. But at this point, he he just figured that it was time for a change. And he just knew that, you know, at this time, like he really needed to change his life around. But um, he transitioned to Islam within, uh, not within, he transitioned to Islam in 2018. Now, I was, as, as I mentioned before, Islam has definitely been dominating the prison gang, okay? Islam has been dominating prisons since the 1950s. Islam continues to dominate, especially within the African-American community. Most African-American men who have, converted to, who have converted to Islam have converted to the Nation of Islam, which is an African-American movement and organization founded in 1930. And it's known for its teachings combining elements of traditional Islam with black national ideas. The Nation of Islam also promotes racial unity and self-help, and it maintains a strict code of discipline among its members. With such strict discipline, it has helped inmates learn discipline within themselves. This leads to inmates becoming more peaceful rather than violent. The significance of Islam has taught current and former inmates how to not only succeed within themselves, but to succeed in society from a moral and peaceful standpoint. Islam teaches male inmates how to think before committing an act that they might end up regretting. Practicing Islam just gives an it gives inmates a sense of peace with the consequences they endure. Inmates apply these peaceful and nonviolent teachings and they spread them to others. Now, one of the things that came up again in literature and within my you know my friend Naeem's testimony is discipline and coping mechanisms. Um, in the book Doing Time, um, a review of Goffman and Sykes' work on the effects of imprisonment. Sykes states that even though inmates cannot physically escape, Islam helps inmates psychologically escape from the reality of prisons. Now, when I thought about this, it made me think about how inmates already face a harsh reality, a reality where basically people have a say-so of basically the duration of your life. Um, so like, for example, like you, you have a judge that's sitting here basically telling you, this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. You're going to be serving this amount of time in prison. And if I'm thinking from an MA perspective, I would think while I'm in here and when I get out that I'm going to always have someone controlling my life. So if you think about it, think about it in this way, when they come out, right, they're going to come out of, you know, post-incarceration and it's going to be hard to find a job. It's going to be hard to uh, basically maneuver society because, yeah, it's going to be different because you're so used to being, you know, behind bars. But, um, you know, when people find out, you know, what happened as far as being in jail, it, it, you know, they're going to be labeled with that label. So to me, Islam is a way of gaining a new sense of identity and control. So in practicing Islam, it, it almost gives inmates, um, a, you know, it, it helps them basically take control back of their life. Now, let's talk about these Islamic principles that I mentioned before and how they help inmates survive prison. First is the brotherly love. 
that Islam provides amongst men within prisons. You know, as I mentioned previously, Naeem, uh, Naeem is uh, 21 years old and he is currently incarcerated at Jenkins Correctional Facility. And he has been incarcerated since 2017. Um, during his second year of incarceration, you know, he was uh, that's that's when he decided to go to Islam. Now, at, you know, Naeem talks about uh, the brotherly love within Islam. He was basically telling me that, you know, coming from a background of violence and gangs, you know, being a blood and, you know, the the quote unquote uh, brotherhood and, you know, they look out for one another and, you know, they basically stick up for one another. Um, he realized that it wasn't uh, genuine. Uh, he told me that the main thing that really drew him to Islam was the brotherhood. Like when it comes to gangs, um, they claim to be your brothers, but they only fuck with you because of what you can do for them or how hard you can go. Uh, there is no real brotherhood, um, brotherly love in gangs. Now, when it comes to Islam, the brotherhood is totally different. The love we have for one another is through the religion and God, which he claims is real brotherhood because it's not only about, oh, can you do this? You know, he was talking about that and how, you know, basically you get praise for basically hurting individuals in a way. And he just he he just wasn't rocking with that. So he you know once he got to Islam, he was he he saw that it was something deeper than uh, just uh, you know the the worldly brotherhood, if, if if you want to put it that way. Before incarceration, Naeem saw his father take after Islamic teachings. He saw the positive impact Islam had on his father, and you know Naeem knew he just wanted to be on the same path, and he just wanted something different. He told me that, you know, his conversion to Islam has humbled him tremendously. And Islam has taught him that the pen has been lifted and the ink has dried. What has happened or will happen is the, the decree of God and life is full of trials and tribulations. It helps him look at the time he has in a positive way. He says, I look at it as the time I have to get mentally and spiritually right within myself. As we can see, Islam has impacted Naeem in a way that is beneficial to him. Along with the Islamic Brotherhood and Prisons, Central Organization is created. Central Organization is what contains the threat of violence within prison. Central Organization also aids in protection, which is also why most inmates convert to Islam. The pre these principles of Islam that I am discussing trans transcends into racial identification. I say this because Islam doesn't have any cliques within prison. You know, usually in prison, you'll see, you know, African-Americans or blacks go with their groups. You'll see Hispanics go to their group, you know, and then you have or or sometimes, you know, the whites go to the Aryans. You know, that's that's a, a white supremacist group within prison. You know, it's just basically cliques. But with Islam, you know, there is no cliques and it's just a, a human thing rather than a race Thing. And being with inmates that are categorized with similar beliefs help promote peace and unity rather than rather than division, which reduces violence within prisons. Um, I found this very interesting because central organization uh, correlates with protection. And 
as I, as I mentioned before. This is also something that Naeem had mentioned to me in the conversations that we had um, when we talked about his conversion. He was telling me how no one messes with Muslims in prison because they look out for one another. I personally found that interesting because Islam is represented as peaceful and loving. You know, I would have never thought that, you know, inmates would be intimidated by people within Islam. That I find very uh, interesting. Now, you may be asking to yourself, why is this important? You know, why does this transition to Islam within prisons matter? Number one, the fact that this has been increasing so, so much, I I just I would just personally feel like this is something that just needs to be uh, investigated. Other, on the other hand, this topic you know, matters because the transition combats the stereotypical view of how Muslims are perceived, especially within the African-American community. You know, you, we see you know, now, especially nowadays, where Muslims are definitely not favored, especially within America. And of course, that's due to political reasons. But um, Muhammad Ali, who is the California Correctional Islamic Chaplain, claims that Islam is powerful and has challenged the status quo and legality of the prison system. Prison systems, to me, seem to be very chaotic. You know, vicious fights and craziness all happening in one facility. It's like it's unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. Yet, Islam shows an alternative approach. With inmates practicing Islam, the practice challenges the view of what inmates go through in prison. So basically saying that, you know, it, it challenges that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that perception. Um, it, it, it almost takes a more peaceful approach. At this point, uh, Islam helps inmates survive prison from a moral standpoint rather than a worldly standpoint, which is what I was just saying. And um, it's, it's been the oldest and it's been established for quite some time, which is why it's expanding. That hope that it gives, the I can survive in prison mentality is what attracts inmates to Islam. This is what Muhammad Ali, the chaplain, said. When I saw that, I thought about um, comparing Islam to Christianity. And, at, you know, at first I was, I, was, I was shocked by the numbers, but then I was really trying to understand why Islam seems to be more popular within U.S. prisons. And when I thought about it, um, I had thought about how Islam is definitely different um, compared to Christianity. As we all know, even though, you know, Islam and Christianity are within the main three religions that are practiced within the U.S., Christianity is way more mainstream than Islam. So like if you think about Islam, you Islam is just different. They have a very strict diet. They, you know, they wear certain clothing, you know, women wear the burqas or the hijabs and, uh, or, and then the males wear the taqiyas, you know, they also pray five times a day, you know, uh, and as far as what I mean by strict diet, they don't eat pork, you know, Christians, they do, you know, basically they don't, I'm not saying that they don't have strict practices because there are different branches of Christianity that do uh, have strict practices, but Islam seems uh, foreign. It seems like um, an exotic counterculture, as someone has told me. <laughs> um, 
things like this are different than mainstream America, as I as I put it. And because, you know, the first off, Americans, Americans don't I'm not going to say they don't do those type of things. But if we subtract Islam or all the people that practice Islam, typical Americans don't do those type of things, Um, especially not within Christianity. As far as what I've seen, I know. And other countries is definitely Christianity is definitely pra- practiced differently, but we're talking about well, I'm talking about American Christianity, um, and you know it it in a way it it doesn't it oh I'm trying to put this in a in a good way that you know because Christianity is is so mainstream it doesn't seem uh it doesn't seem standoutish like. There's nothing about Christianity. Now, this is just a perception now that, you know, makes, you know, it, it, you almost ask yourself, what makes Christianity stand out? Um, so, you know, when you look at inmates and you see that inmates are already excluded from a mainstream world, they're, they're already in their own entity in a way, which is foreign to the typical American culture, um, which is, you know, following the rules, you know, and in this case, inmates who are obviously locked up didn't abide by laws and rules. So they're, you know, separated from society. Now, I think this is interesting because within with inmates or inmates that practice Islam, they see it as something that is foreign like themselves. So it gives inmates a sense of identity in a way, um, a new identity. And then when you have inmates that also practice the same thing that you're doing, you know, say if I was an inmate, same thing that they're doing, they have at this point, like I said, a true sense of community, um, which is why I see Islam populating so much or, or I see an increase within uh, practicing Islam within prison because, you know, it's, it's basically contagious. Inmates that practice Islam learn that they don't have to go through this journey alone. This not only ties with the um, community uh, concept, but this also um, ties into the concept of spiritually how, you know, they're not alone. You know, when you're when, when they're in prison, they already feel alone and isolated. So, you know, following a being that they believe is right beside them hand in hand, um, this is what's going to help them maneuver when, you know, post-incarceration, when they get released. Um, Muhammad Ali states that it challenges their old ways. In addition, it teaches inmates how to love others that don't always think the way they do. Um, You know, as Naeem put it, he said, it's time to put a stop to hatred and to love one another. Now, here is my final point. Um, I wanted to state that this topic, uh, you know, as as anyone that knows me has definitely been quite different, but it was interesting. Um, after conducting the research, um, I found many similarities on the impact of Islam within inmates who are currently serving time in prison. Um, so I look at former inmate Malcolm X, um, which many inmates look up to him and his teachings while serving in time you know, within prison himself, uh, Malcolm X converted to Islam in 1952. His teachings resonate with inmates still to this day after 50 years of conversion. 
Malcolm X, he incorporated Islamic teachings and his messages to promote not only Islam, but racial equality amongst unity, um, especially within uh, the African-American community, which is what I mentioned previously. Um, even with Malcolm X transitioning to Islam, he too challenged the status quo of African-Americans. Malcolm X combats the stereotypical view of African-Americans through peace, love, and unity, which transcends in Islam. So you can see that this is not just about Islam, but this is definitely um, uh, Islam. Well, Islam within the, within the African-American community is definitely bigger than just the African-American themselves, you know, people already, you know, uh, look, view or, you know, all those stereotypical views of African-Americans being, um, you know, ghetto or loud or, you know, obnoxious or rowdy, you know, things like that. But, you know, with Islam, I believe that Malcolm X was trying to show a different way, you know, so that way people can view um, African-Americans, especially during a time uh, within the 50s, because, you know, all that racial segregation, you know, there was already those instilled stereotypical views. But with Malcolm X showing an alternative approach, it, it challenges that, that, that status quo. Aside from brotherly love and peace, Islam helps inmates value the importance of spiritual guidance. Spiritual guidance expands another avenue at how inmates can cope with their emotions and circumstances despite trials and tribulations. Now, you know, remember when I asked Naeem about what he meant when he stated, the ink has dried and the pen has been lifted. We both talked about how he has now been guided by his spirit and rather than his flesh-like emotions. Naeem and I both realized that within our conversation that the will of God is set. That was a, a common, well, not even just common, but that was an agreement that we both had. However, how we maneuver this will or plan, um, we maneuver them through the choices that we make in our lives. So before this conversation, Naeem, I mean, conversation, before this conversion, Naeem chose, his his path was violence, if we want to be honest. It was violence. He, you know, tried living uh, his life in the way uh, a gangster would, if, if you will so-called put it. Um, yet, you know, being, even though this is an unfortunate time for him, it reeled him back to what he feels is his true purpose, which is finding Allah, worshiping Allah, and spreading his teachings about about Allah to his fellow counterparts. This, in my opinion, um, basically shows the bigger picture of really not knowing, um, really letting God take control of your life. That's what was the bigger picture um, to him and to um, other inmates, basically knowing that you know, letting Allah take control, um, besides you, you know, making your own choices, of course, you know, Allah has the final say so. God has the final say so. Um, personally, I have seen Naeem grow into something that I can say that I'm very proud of. And he too has finally, you know, he, he too says that he's proud of himself of the man that he is becoming. Um, this was honestly mind-blowing to me. Out of all the years that I have known Naeem, I can see that 
Islam has definitely changed him for the better. I can say that when he does come out, you know, it's, it's definitely no going back. I think he even said that there will definitely be some big changes, um, you know, changes within the people that he surrounded himself with before. And just his mindset is just changing overall. Um, you know, during this topic has within this podcast has really helped me step out of my own personal beliefs. Um, and it's definitely helped me become more open-minded about other religions. One thing that I have noticed, especially with my, you know, personal beliefs, which is Christianity, of course, one similar thing or theme that I have noticed is that, you know, God or Allah or whoever you want to call it is really something bigger than yourselves. And when you devote yourself to a being, um, especially one that has a positive impact in your life, um, you realize that your mindset changes about the world around you, about the people around you. Um, it helps you think um, about life from a whole nother different type of perspective that you would have never thought that you would have you know, thought about before. Um, this, this experience with doing this podcast also has really expanded my knowledge more about Islam and it has challenged, uh, my perception of, is of, of Muslims and, um, just Islam as a whole. Um, I believe that, you know, learning about the conversion of Islam and people who want to, you know, learn about the conversion of Islam, it really will challenge the stereotypical view that people already have, um, on uh, Muslims and just Islam, uh, just the realization of how these inmates apply these principles to really help them cope with incarceration really shows, you know, why these inmates really convert to Islam. And it's honestly quite incredible. It's really incredible. Um, Other than that, I feel that, you know, I see that in that inmates, that Islam um, definitely is going to be guiding Naeem. Uh, I know in the past, he's definitely have asked me about trying to join, but, you know, even though that's not my cup of tea, you know, I'm proud that he has found himself in a positive light. Um, so I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud of him and I'm happy for him, but folks, that's going to be all for today. Um, I really thank you for tuning in and I hope that you learned a little bit about Islam and enjoyed this topic just like I did on learning religion with Jay.